Did he ever get back with his car? Did he get a, does he have a tire? All right, good. Take your Bibles. Take your Bibles, which I hope you have your Bibles. I'll tell you what, man, it's a, and go to Second uh, Kings. I preached this not too long ago, so if you think I preached it before, I did, but it's a little different. Second Kings chapter 6. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite, pa- or one of the favorite passages in the Bible that I like. I like to read this story. Uh, in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24, uh, the, the city is going through a little bit of problems here. It says, and it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass head uh, was sold for four score pieces of silver and, and a fourth part of a, calves, uh, of a calf of dung's dung, dove's dung for five pieces of silver. Now, you never got to the place yet where you have had to eat dung. Uh, I mean, here it is. They're surrounded, and they're going to get, uh, it's, and you hear this stuff all the time. Well, the border down there, 450,000 people a day are coming across the border, so who really cares? Uh, there are move, people moving all over the planet, all over the time, all the time, every which way that you can look at. So uh, there's nothing to worry about. Oh, this has happened. Oh, we got a bad president. Oh, we got a bad vice president. Oh, we got bad Republicans. We got bad Democrats. We got bad this. We got bad that. If you keep looking at all the bad stuff, pretty soon you won't look at nothing. You'll be, I mean, you'll be mad. Here it is. The, the, our, the world system is under the control of Satan right now anyways. It has nothing to do with us. First Kings, Second Kings chapter 7. Uh, Elisha, Elisha is sitting here. I mean, he's a great prophet. You know, Elisha don't really care. I like these guys. Uh, Elisha, Elijah, uh, Samuel, Samson, uh, not Samson. <laughs> Samson is pretty cool too, but uh, Samuel, uh, Haggai, all these guys, they kind of run around and they, they really never get involved uh, in the day-to-day practices of everything that goes on. Uh, they just hang out there and try to get closer to God. And the, the hardest thing you'll ever do is to let go of the things surrounding you out here and that, that stuff is gripping you. Young people, you're going to have a problem with this. I'll tell you, you have a problem. Because the things of the world is going to always be trying to grab you to get you to do what they want you to do. And, and it's going, you know what it does? It, it consumes your time. And pretty soon, you can't buy a second back. Once a second is gone, it's gone. I'm 65 years old, I'm telling you, man. Once it's gone, it's gone. And if you waste your life... I went in the Navy. Everybody said, well, you were in the Navy. When I walked into the Navy, I was serving Jesus Christ, walking in the Navy, and I served him for the whole time I was in the Navy. When I was on a ship, I mean, there's people out there today tell you when I was on a ship, I was still serving Jesus Christ. I got people mad at me today for what I did on those ships. I did what the Navy told me to do. I, never, I thought if you, hey, man, I think if you go to work for somebody and you take money from them, you ought to give them 150% of your life during those eight hours. If you don't, you're a lazy bum. Otherwise, go out and get a job somewhere and make your own money. But if you're going to work for somebody, man, you're a testimony to Jesus Christ. Elijah, I like Elijah, man. He never got, a, he never got involved in this stuff. Uh, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah had a uh, Gehazi. Gehazi wanted that, they liked that bucks, man. And when Naaman, the leper, came, walked up and got told what to do by a little girl, and he comes up there and sees Elisha, uh, Gehazi just can't can't get over letting God get the glory. And he has to make a buck out of the thing. He just, you know, for whatever reasons that you can look at, he, later on you'll find Gehazi up with the king somewhere, but, but he's still with the wrong person. He was with the man of God, which was Elisha, and he didn't, he, 
He said, man, this guy just doesn't know what he's doing. Have you ever thought that maybe God knows what he's doing and we don't? And sometimes all we have to do is follow him. Just follow him. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. That sounds real easy. You know why all the new churches get rid of this songbook? Because they don't like what it says. It's bad enough that this says what it says. But for this to back up that, they don't like that, man. They don't like that, so they want to get rid of it. They come in with all their little guitars and the drums and basses and all that stuff, and they get you bouncing balls on the wall. Oh, forget that garbage, man. If I ever put a bouncing ball in here, I want you all to bounce me out of here like right now. You ain't going to get it. 2 Kings chapter 7. I'll be done. This was quick. Then Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. They're worried about it. The, the government is all worried about all this stuff, and they're all worried about the food, and they're worried about this, and we're surrounded, and we're worried about this. And Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gates of Samaria. Then the Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God. You know, sometimes the best thing to do is shut up. I'm going to be honest. It's, it, it, the hardest thing you'll ever do is learn to, to not voice your opinion. Sometimes the best thing to do is listen. Uh, you need to learn. I did that. I, I used to say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir. My dad taught me. My dad was a drunk, greatest drunk you've ever seen in your life. But he taught me the difference between a, a man and a woman. And he taught me a respect. Even if my dad wasn't what he should be, the greatest dad in the world, I respected him for what he did for me on a daily basis. He woke up 6 o'clock every morning, went out and worked all day long, came home at nighttime, put beans on the table. That's, that's, to me, that's a man. That's, that's what, if, if you're going to go out and have a family, then you better get ready to take care of that family. That's, that's the man job. That, now, the, you know what the government will tell you, the Ben-Hadads and, and, and the Ahabs and all them other guys inside the gate? They'll tell you that, hey, the women is just as equal as the man, 50, 50. No, it ain't. Amen. God gave us a responsibility, and he gave women a responsibility. I'm telling you what, I've been married 33 years. I need to mention that, otherwise I get in trouble. Uh, me and Beth, tonight, 33 years ago, I was married in a church to my wife, my lovely wife. But it was on a Thursday night. Tonight, 33 years later, we're in church still, and she's still as lovely as she was the day I got married. <laughs> I, have to say, I have to say all these things because otherwise, I, I always put my foot in my mouth, man. I said one thing one time, and man, I had to, all the ladies in the church, you could see them. They were just, their eyes were like flame of fire. coming. They look like, like Jesus over in Revelation with the flames coming out of the eyeballs. And I, I, was, I was like, and Beth was like that too, so I mean, I, you just don't want to mess with the women. But anyways... This Lord, he's the, the king's, uh, the second guy, and he says, And the Lord, whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God, and said, Behold, if the Lord, you're, you're putting doubt on God at this point, if the Lord would make windows in heaven. The problem is, is you're not close enough to God to even believe God can do what the man of God just said he's going to do. You know what's wrong with a lot of us? We go to church and we hear the preaching of the Word of God and we really just don't think the Word of God is capable of doing what the Word of God says it can do. So we leave this thing thinking and then we go home and eat the, eat the preacher for lunch. Or we go to another church or we do this or we do that or we do this. We do something other than what the Word of God says. You know what the guy should have done? He said, praise God, hallelujah, everybody. I like the, I like the man, story after story. 
lady goes, gets, he said, go get a bunch of pitchers. What do you got in the house? She goes, some oil, a little jug of oil. He said, go get some pitchers. And he said, she didn't just get a few. I mean, she filled her house full of them. And she took this little jug. I mean, it's a little jug, man. I mean, it's just a little jug. I don't even have anything that little here. It's a little jug. And he said, start filling the pitchers. And she filled everything. She said, ain't no more vessels. He goes, okay, sell it. Live on it. You're good. Get your kids out of hock and you're good. That's what God does. All through your Bible, that's what he does. That's what he does. Noah built an ark. I'm going to kill everybody in about 100 years. Kill them. Kill them dead. Build an ark. You know what Noah does? He builds an ark. You know what God does? He kills everybody with a flood. Not just killing them. I mean, he brings and floods the whole entire planet off. Man has been trying for thousands of years to, to talk that thing away. No, that's what God did. He filled the entire planet with water and killed everybody. I just want to be on his side. You know what this guy here says? He goes, and, and, and he said, behold, thou shalt see it, the man of God, Elisha, said, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. Why? Because you doubted. Here's where I want to go. Verse 3, and there were four leprous men. I love this story. I love this story. I like this story. This story is about some rebellious people. <laughs> They're not rebellious. He says, and there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate. They can't even go in the city. And they, which is probably a good thing. Uh, they couldn't go shopping at, at Walmart. They can't go to these places. They can't go nowhere. That's probably a good thing. And they said one to another, why sit here until we die? Father, thank you for your blessings. Uh, bless this message tonight, Lord. And uh, I just prayed to be an encouragement, Lord, for our meeting getting ready to start. And Father, we'll praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. We're getting ready to start January 1st. And 2023, I, I never thought we'd be here. I really didn't, didn't think 2023 would be here. I thought we'd be gone a long time ago. Uh, I didn't think the world could get any worse. I still don't think it could get any worse. But uh, you go back through history and you look, and it, it's got real, real bad. Uh, I, during World War I and World War II, uh, they, I think 52 million people died during World War II. Uh, 52 million people died. That, that 52 million people. That's what man does, trying to take charge, trying to, trying to just take care of the thing. Here's four guys. He's outside the gate of the city. There's some lessons to be learned there. The city has no answer for you. If you think, if you think that this government and our economical system, economic system has something for you, you're putting your trust in the wrong thing. These four lepers are pretty smart guys as far as I'm concerned. There's an old saying all the time that says, a man has to come to the end of himself before God can use him. You know, you're going to have to get to a place where you realize, you know, you, you don't really understand how bad you actually are until you try to do good. Try to be God-like, and, and you will see how bad you really are. You say, well, how, take a Bible, try to do what the Bible says. What you'll find out is how bad you are and how great he is, <laughs> because that tells you he knew your frame, that you're dust, and how bad you actually were, and he still loved you and cared for you and took care. You know, there's four lepers are that way. They're outside the gate. They don't have any future. Zero, none. You look at the world today and you think, well, I haven't got no future. I'm telling you, young people, you better get a future. You better figure out a way to survive so you can make it to 65. At 22 years old, I never thought I would draw Social Security. I've had three years of it. <laughs> Everybody told me it can't happen. 
you are not going to get Social Security. 22 years old. I'm 65. That's 33 years ago. Isn't that 33? 43 years ago. 43. 43. Yeah, 43 years ago. 43 years ago. See, I can still count, man. I really can. Everybody said this thing. You cannot listen to what they say in the city. The city is broke. The city hadn't got nothing. The city is eating a calf's dung. They're eating doo-doo, for a better word. And they're paying for it. I'm like, hmm, I've never had to do that. I've never, Ezekiel had to cook with it. I've never had to do that. I mean, we got electricity. I've I've been taking care of my whole life. I'm kind of outside the box. I I had somebody, they said one time, they said, uh, they looked at me and, and and they said, Elliot, you're, you're, you're not in the box. You're outside the box. I said, what's a box? He started laughing and gave me a raise. You say, what is it? I don't play in a box. A box is confining. I don't like a box. You know what I found? In this city and this government and everybody else, they say, you have to do this, you have to do this. So you can, you want to go be a doctor, you got to get all these people. Andrew was going to be a, a pharmacist. Then he was going to be a dentist. And then he wanted to be a... Uh, 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 oral surgeon, but what he found out in the process, and I did too, is that you have to get people to sign off all the way through so that you can even get a seat in some of these colleges to be that. I don't need them to survive. I don't. I never needed them to survive. You know what we do sometimes? Uh, COVID. You got to put a mask on. You got to put a mask off. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. You got to do this. We got to do all. This. Everybody tells you what to do, and you do all. This. I got to eat these vitamins. Got to eat these. I got to eat. What did Abraham do? What did Isaac do? What did Jacob do? What did David do? They went out and shot a deer and ate the thing, man. Well, what if it has Lyme disease? He didn't care. <laughs> he just ate it and trusted God. You know what our problem is? Is we've, we've got to the place like this man who, who, who was the king's servant. We don't trust God no more. The man of God just walked in. Elisha. Elisha walked. He's Elijah's hand guy, man. He, he was there. He got the mantle that dropped down. He's got twice the power that Elijah has, and you don't believe him. Brother, you got a book. It sits in front of you. We have a more sure word of prophecy. This thing's better than Elisha. It's better than Elijah. It's better than Samuel. It's better than anything out there. We got the words of God sitting right in our fingertips. And all you got, you know what I did in 1980? I just believed God. I threw everybody out. I sit there on a back porch and, and sitting actually in the house two or three months, whatever it was. And I sit there and, and I'm, I'm like, I don't trust nobody. And I don't believe nobody. And nobody knows anything because they all say something totally different. And I found that book in my attic, and the Lord says, yeah, but what are you going to do with this? And I said, okay, I'll tell you what. I said, if I can find in here what they say, I'll bring that thing back in, and I'll start believing it. So I started finding this stuff, Mary, and Jesus born of a virgin, and all that stuff was in the Bible. I said, okay, I buy that. I buy that. I buy that. What was in the Bible that I didn't get was that I was lost and undone and on my way to hell. And then one day I got that thing, and he goes down. See, all this other stuff is good stuff, but this is what you need. You know this thing right here, without this, you can't get to heaven? That's how important this thing is. It isn't just learning it so you can throw a verse at somebody and, and, and stop them. That is not what this is. Amen, this is the word of God. This is the thing that they need to get out of a, a destination called hell to a place called heaven. This isn't for me to go out and beat people up with. 
It's easy to do, man. It's a great book. I mean, you can beat people up all over the place with this thing. But people aren't like you. You know, here's these four lepers. They're great, man. They're sitting out. They're, they're just sinners like you all have sinned and come short of glory of God. These guys are just outside the gate. That's all they are. They're out there. They know, they know that the city, you have to come to the end of yourself. You know what's wrong with a lot of people? Is they, we have young people, man. You, I've seen some of you guys. you got minds that are unbelievable. Uh, the, everybody who plays the instruments. Beth was talking about the instruments Sunday morning, how great it was. Uh, they had the violins over here and then had horns over here and had a baritone over here and a, two or three trumpets and, and just the sound of all that stuff sitting in front here. It almost makes you want to go from backslidden back row to the front row somewhere and fill it up. And, and I'll, I'll throw this out here. Some of you people on this side, you, you right-handed people need to move to the left hand because it looks really bad when that whole end over there is, is empty. Unless it's good for David and you don't have heads in your way as you're taping, I guess, I don't know. But uh, I'm sitting back here going, okay, Lord, I'm, this half is full over here, and we got to get this half full here. we got to get some people in here, not just to have people in here, but to minister to them. You know, what, you know what life is? is ministering to somebody else. These four guys are sitting here, and they have come to themselves. They already know what the rules are. we got leprosy. We can't go in the city. If we go in there, we die. Anyways, it doesn't matter if you go in there or not. It doesn't matter if you're a leper or you're not a leper. You're going there, you're going to die. You know what happens if you go into the city? You'll die. The, you try to tell people that, and they, just, they want to go back to this filthy, stinking world, and you'll die there. The world is surrounded by the world. Have you ever thought about that? It's bad enough to be in the city, but the city is now surrounded by the same people in the world somewhere else trying to get what they have, but they ain't got nothing. What do you have? That you're eating dove's dung and, a, and a, a head of a whatever it was, and that's all you got, and somebody still wants that? And you're willing to put an entire army outside to get that thing? Who is this? I know who this is. Some moron out there trying to do something because he's a moron. But uh, anyways, uh, you sit there and look at this thing and, and, and you think that's going to solve your problem. That's not going to solve your problem. Never would solve your problem. What's, what the problem is, is people just don't listen to God. Now, here's the message. The four leprous men were outside the gate. They're just sinners. That's all they are. Nothing more, nothing less, just sinners. They were destitute. You have to come to the end of yourself. Uh, success is probably one of the most detrimental things in a person's life that you'll ever have. If you do not know how to deal with success, it will destroy you. Uh, the best thing to do is learn. I think the Lord put me under my dad uh, so that he, he would treat me like scum and dirt and, and just belittle me all the time. Even when he knew he was wrong and I didn't do anything wrong, he did it anyways. Uh, I, I, and I just, I endured that and I got through that thing and I said, okay, I still loved him. And, and, uh, eventually one day I got to see him, uh, turn his life back over to Jesus Christ and, and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm sitting there going through that whole process of things. When I went into the Navy, it was yes, sir. No, sir. I did when I worked for Ken Tyree Firestone, it was yes, sir. No, sir. I didn't walk in there and just say, Hey, I'm Mike Elliott, man. I'm this, I'm that. And I can, I don't have to put up with this. No, 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 you do. Just remember, everything that you stick in your mouth, somebody else gave you to stick there. You don't have that. Unless God, and if God gives you something, usually he takes it away from somebody else to give it to you. Somebody had to do, do away with them. 
They were destitute and outside the camp. Don't be so, so headlong and to fit in with a peer group, unless it's God's group. Don't, don't, don't be so headstrong that I want to be this or that, or I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a scientist or an astronaut or whatever, and chunk God and throw him off to the side so you can be part of this. That'll be the detriment to you. you gotta be, these guys were destitute. You know who the friends are? Leper number one, you know who his friend was? Leper number two, three, and four. And leper number two, you know who his friend was? Leper number one, three, and four. And leper number three, his friend was one, two, and four. And leper number four was one, two, and three. That's all they had was each other. They, were, they had something in common. They couldn't go inside. <laughs> nobody wanted them. You ever feel like nobody ever wanted you? I feel like that way all the time. My wife is always talking to me. I tell her, man, I said, nobody wants me. She goes, oh, shut up. I listened to her. And there were four lepers men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here till we die? Now, you, brethren, you, what I'm going I'm to say this, you and God, let me change up. God and you, the Lord and you make a majority. And you don't have to worry about nobody else in this world. He can make a way for you, if you listen, if you listen to him, he can make a way for you to get whatever you need to get. I thank God that I don't have tons and tons and tons and tons of money. It would have messed me up. Because I would have had the money to do what my mind would let me do. And that probably wouldn't be good. Some people can deal with money. Some people can't. Uh, I, he gave me a wife that deals with my money. I don't even have to worry about my money. I joke all the time uh, that she gets all the checks, she gets all the money, she gets everything, goes into her bank account. All the, I, we set it up that way. I set it up that way. I, I didn't do that on, uh, just because she she's tells me what to do and I do whatever she says. No. Uh, if something happens to me, I want her to be taken care of. Amen. I want to make sure she has the credit established because she wanted to be a housewife and she's not in this. I'm glad she's not in the system out there. The system will tear you up. If you can't handle it, that thing will tear you up. It'll just mess you up. But some, some, you, some need that. I'm not saying that you can't do that. Ladies, I'm not saying you can't work. <clears throat> I'm just telling you, if you do, you got to be very careful. Guys, you got to be the same way. You got to be very careful out there. It's deadly. They were destitute outside the camp. Destitute. You know what destitute is? Lacking possessions and resources. <laughs> they had absolutely nothing, man. And what they had, nobody wanted. <laughs> Thrift store did not want their leper's clothes. Didn't want them. Didn't have them. They had nothing. <laughs> they were defeated. You ever felt like you're defeated? You know what the problem is, is you're looking to the wrong source for, for recognition. You're looking to this world for the recognition. My recognition doesn't come from him, this world. It comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. When you look to the wrong thing, and then you, then you have to start doing what they say do. I heard on the news, and they were talking about Texas, or the people coming across the border, that our government in Washington is punishing the people in Texas because the people in Texas are Republicans, and they're re who really cares? So they're going to they're gonna put the strong arm on them because you're not doing exactly. That's what the world does. You know what a business does? It, you have to be what they want you to be, or they fire you. Well, the question is, is do you really want to be that? I never wanted to be that. I thank God all the jobs he ever gave me. Uh, if I go down through history and I list off every one of those jobs, I had a freedom like you wouldn't believe it within those jobs. I could do whatever I wanted to do. It wasn't long till they let me go and 
just freed me up and said, hey, you just, you just kind of flow through the system anywhere you want to flow through. And I was like this little handyman out there that they got to use anywhere. I had a job, but my job really wasn't that. It was doing everything else everybody else wanted. Because for some reason, they realized that, hey, this kid can understand what all this stuff is, and he knows where all the access is for everything. You want fiber? Go see Elliot. You want this? Go see Elliot. You want this? Go see Elliot. They just left me alone. And let me do this. And every place I went, it was the same way. I always like to stay out of sight, out of mind. You know why? Because I don't want to be in the limelight. I never wanted to be a great preacher. Never desired to be that. You know what I want to do? I want to stay in the background here somewhere and just be able to help others achieve. But brother, I'm telling you, if you don't watch out, I've watched people for 43 years push their way through the crowd and they've destroyed their lives. If God wants to lift you up, you know what he'll do? He'll do like what he did David. He'll take you down to the Philistines and you'll be running from Saul for 10 or 15 years. And every time you go to see Saul, the king, he'll throw a spear at you after you do everything right for him. And he'll try to kill you. The, the system will try to kill you because the system never wants you to get bigger than them. You know what Jesus Christ wants you to do? Is become like him. And he's going to make every way for you to become like him. You know these leprous men? They were outside. They were, they were, number one, they were destitute. Number two, they were defeated. They had no hope. You look at the system tonight, and I'm talking about 2023. If you look at 2023 uh, and the church is a dead center in your life, then what you're going to do is you're going to try to figure out what you can do in this world out here somewhere to make a living and, and do whatever you're going to do so you can be successful. So by the time you get 55, 65, 70, you can retire. That's the wrong thing to look at. What you need to look at is Jesus Christ today. What do you want me to do? You know what he wanted me to do today? Work with Mike in here and, and uh, work on that little bathroom and clean up the mess I made out here with Beth and, so y'all can have church tonight. You say, well, that's, yeah, that's, that was Tuesday. No, that was Wednesday. You know what Thursday's going to be? Whatever tomorrow holds. And that's it. I don't care about six weeks from now. You say, yeah, but you're 65, man. You're already old and gray and decrepit. No, I was this way at 22. And I was this way at 23, and I was this way at 24, and I was this way at 25, and now I'm still that way at 65. I haven't changed because I just don't care what this world has. This world, I realized early on, has nothing for me except a gun or a casket at the end out there somewhere. Now, I know the casket's coming. How it's coming, I don't know, but it's coming. They were defeated. If we enter into the city, it says right here, if we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. We don't really understand where these men are. Uh, it could be coming in, our, uh, in the city next to us soon. I mean, we, it could be coming soon. Uh, it wouldn't take much for, for the world to fall apart. It may never fall apart, but it, it wouldn't take much. Uh, these men, theirs, theirs is. These, uh, the, the, the whole area out there surrounded by soldiers, they're going to die. It's over. It's over. Uh, they're going to come in. They're going to take the city. And these guys are just sitting there reasoning. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though Isaiah, chapter 1. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as well. Let's talk about this thing for a minute. You know what these guys are doing? They're talking. They're discussing their situation. They're reasoning in their minds. They're thinking about the problem they have. Uh, I got this problem. <laughs> I'm a leper. Okay, well, well, we all got the same problem. We're all lepers. 
It's good to have a, a group of people, a, a, a committee, a, 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 just a group that we can comfort each other. Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm a leper. I'm here tonight. No, that's, that's AA. Sorry. <laughs> but but they're, they're, they're sitting there, and they're defeated. If we go into the city, we die. There's a famine in the city. And if we stay here, we die. That, that's, 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 that's being realist. They're sitting there going, look, it doesn't matter how you look at this thing. We're, going, we're dead meat. We're dead. He says, now, therefore, come, let us fall into the host. They develop a strategy. You know what you need to do? You need to figure out a way. Young man, if you want to get married, you need to figure out a way to take care of your wife. Don't expect somebody else to take care of your family. You need to figure that way out. God will work the thing out. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, most churches like ours, they're always trying to push everybody to go into ministry. You got to stop and think a second. Be honest with yourself. You're going to go to churches and ask them to give you money. For what? I thought about that thing, too. I was going to be a missionary evangelist. I'm like, man, that's a thought. I was, I was on a mission field. I already had the ability to be there. I had a church that probably would have got me the support I needed, and I wouldn't even have gone on debutation. But I'm sitting over there, and the Lord says, hey, don't be a novice. You know, when, when, if I'd have gone to churches for support, uh, I need to, number one, make sure this is what God wants me to do. And if it's what God wants me to do, I'll be doing that thing 45 years from now. And if it's not what God wants me to do, it's just I'm too lazy to go out and get a job and work like everybody else. A Bible education don't do anything but give you Bible education. The call of God, there's only one Elisha. There's only one Elijah. There's only one Samuel. There was only one David. That's all you need. You don't need 100 of them at, at a time. You do, need, you do need preachers. I got that, man. But it needs to be the call of God on you. Because otherwise, you're not going to do what you need to do. You're going to sit there. I've, I've heard preacher, I had to preacher, I had to preacher, I had to preacher. Quit. Because they said, the church won't do. Well, brethren, I don't expect you to do anything. I'm going to do it. And I don't do it. If they ain't going to do it, I'll do it. No, this is what God told me to do. You know what he told Mike to do? What I do. <laughs> Mike comes up and here's Mike, man. Y'all pray for him. He's got some health issues. He's getting up here in age. He's like 900 years old. He's like Methuselah. He's like this the other day. I'm going to make y'all feel bad. He's like... <laughs> and he's still working. Some of y'all, you got to go to the, the gym when you should be in the church working. So what are you going to do in 2023? You're going to go out there. I'm going to look like this. And then you got to do that the rest of your life. Keep the things pumped up. <laughs> or you can serve God. Well, it's, it's, here's the lepers. You know, they know I can't go in the city. You know that was amazing? They, they, that had already been removed out of their life where they couldn't even do that. Graciousness, the, the, the goodness of God, he already put a disease on these men so that these men could not go into the city. He already, he already eliminated something out of their life that they could never do ever again. Uh, and th now these guys are trying to figure out, okay, what can we do? They, although they're defeated in a sense, they develop a strategy. Well, if we go into the city, we die, so we can't go there. As a matter of fact, we're going to kill us if we go into the city. We can't go there, but if we did go into the city and we could stay there, there's nothing in the city for us to have anyways we're going to die. It's the point of a man wants to die. That's the Bible. If we stay here on the outside of the city just hanging out, it's like Revelation over here. He says, I would that you were cold or hot. Since you're neither cold or hot, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. That's the New American version. We're going to call it. I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. 
So he doesn't want you to be cold or hot. So sitting, sitting just somewhere doing absolutely nothing is a waste of time. These lepers know that. Then they developed the strategies. Now, therefore, come. Let us fall to the host of the Syrians. There's a possibility there. You ought to get an education. You ought to learn how to work. You ought to learn, I've done this for 65 years. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to, if this church is going to survive, it's going to take the people of this church making it survive. It isn't going to be me. I'm 65 years old. One of these days, I'm going to quit. I'm, I'm, going to go, go, I'm going to go home. And the church, now here you go. What does a church, 2023, mean to you? What does it mean to you? What does, what does what God has mean to you? Forget what it means to me. What does it mean to you? You know what's wrong with all of our churches out there? A church up on a hill up here. Up on a hill. New, new way of life. New life. They changed, their, they changed their name. Because they don't want people to know they're a Baptist. Or they're Church of God. I'm a Baptist. That's what I am. I'm a Baptist. I used to be Catholic. I'm not a Catholic anymore. I'm Baptist. Baptists believe certain things. Everybody wants to take their names off of the church and say that we're a Bible church. That doesn't say nothing. What Bible? New American Standard? RSV? ASV? What does that mean? No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a Bible Baptist church. I'm, I'm okay with that. Baptist. Bible Methodist church. I'm okay with that. At least I know what you are. But a chameleon, man, you don't have an idea what they are, man. Until you get in there, and then you got to go in there, and you can feel bad because you leave it. They developed a strategy. They're going to work out the possibilities. They're going to try to figure the thing out. And they say, let's go out here, and they take a chance. Now, here's the key to this whole message. These four guys are hanging outside. They're, they're outside. They have no other place to go up to the time the Syrians show up. They have no other place to go. Now they have an option. These guys are opportunists, by the way. Uh, they, they see an opportunity, and no matter how you look at it, any situation that they place themselves in, death is on the other side of that. They have come to the end of themselves. They have no other option but death. So when they look at this other option over here, which is the Syrians, they're saying, if we go out there, they may feed us. And if they don't feed us, they'll kill us. And we're going to die anyway, so what does it really matter? We might as well go out there and give it a shot. You know what will hinder you from doing anything? Just sitting and not looking for opportunities. If all you're doing is you're looking for what the city and the world is telling you to do, then, then you're going to be locked into that, and you're never going to. And that's, that's the reasoning their way out of this. We can't do what the city tells us to do. I'm not telling you to go against the government. Obey them and have the rule over you. I'm all for that. Pay your taxes. I got that. But if you're going to live your life like the city and the government tells you to, like, like President Biden tells you to live, or Donald, President Donald Trump tells you to live, then what you're going to do is you're going to be locked into their way for, forever, and you're never going to let God work in your life. God has to get you to the end of yourself sometimes so that you're by yourself and he's talking just to you and he's outside the gate somewhere, and you're outside this thing, and you're looking at it, and now you can reason, and you can honestly say, this is not the way. Don't go that way. And sitting here is not the way. 
2023, what do you really want to do? Have you ever stopped and thought about that? What do you want to do? I had a career. I had a job. I had a way of living way before I met my wife. I had all the money I had. I could do anything I want to do. I was out on the streets. I, had, I was out there street preaching, passing out gospel tracts, uh, witnessing to people, uh, bringing men to Jesus Christ, filling churches full of guys off ships out there. I had all that going before I met Beth. I knew exactly what I was supposed to do before I met Beth. You know what happened after I met Beth? She was just an add-on to what I was doing. She never was my life. She became part of mine, not me, part of hers. The two of us got together, and, and we worked together, and, and it's not all Mike is this Bill Chauvinist pig thing. No, but, but I already knew what I was supposed to do. You know what the problem with most people is? You don't know who you are. How can you do anything for God if you don't know who you are? you got to learn who you are. I know who I am. I am Mike Elliott, a child of the king. I've had people say, man, when you sing that songbook, you actually sing like they're, they're you. Yeah, man, you know what? I'm singing about my Savior. He's my king. He's my Lord. So if he came up tonight and told me, he said, Mike, I want you to go do this, I'm going to say, are you sure that's I'm going to make sure that you tell me you do it. And if I'm sure he told I'm going to go do it. I don't care what it is. If he told me to walk away from this church tonight and give it to somebody else and go do something else, and I knew that was him, I'd be gone. Why? Because like these lepers... The Lord is right on top of them. He has put them right where they need to be to save his people, which is in the city. God uses some people at, at the most inopportune times of their life to do some of the greatest stuff. But it's going to be different than what we think. Elijah done told the guy, you're going to see it, but you ain't going to eat it because you didn't believe it. These four guys out there, they don't even know what to believe. <laughs> they just know they ain't got no... God's just letting them make a choice based on what he's put in their lives. You don't hear these men complain that the people in the city think they're better than us. They all think they're the upty, upty, upty world. They don't care. what. No, no, no. And, and the goodwill isn't giving us nothing out here. We don't even get scraps no more. You don't hear them say nothing. They just look at their situation where it is. This is where we are. What are we going to do about where we're at right now? That's all you can do. You know where God works is right there. Right there. You sit there, wake up in the morning, say, okay, Lord, what do I do today? He says this. Or a door opens. And, and in these cases right here, a door open. They go out there. They develop a strategy. They were determined to survive. One thing you're going to have to get in your life, if you're going to make it through 2023 or you're going to make it to 65, Brother Dave said something the other day. He says, come back and see me when you're 65 and talk to me. Mike will probably say the thing. How old are you, Mike? 73. 73. He's still here. Has he had issues in life? Of course he has. Have I? Of course I have. But come back to me and talk to me about being a Christian when you're 65. Because I know a lot of people who've never made it. They just didn't make it. You know why? They were not determined. These guys are determined to succeed. They're going to survive. They're going to figure a way to do it. And if not, they're going to end it. They're not going to play no games. They go out here. They arose in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. Long story short, and I'm going to end it right here. They go out to the camp. They go out there, and lo and behold, the hand of God's already moved. 
they would have never known it sitting at the front of that gate. They would have never known that. They would have never known it if they, God never made them lepers. Nobody in the city knew it. They're all still scared to death. These four guys had to be turned into lepers, placed outside the gate for who knows how long they've been out there, and still maintain the right attitude so that when God come along and put the burden, and it wasn't even God saying, four lepers, this is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I made you lepers so that I can send you out to the Syrians and get all their stuff. He didn't say none of that. He just let them think. And he gave, you know, Proverbs is a book of wisdom. These guys must have been reading Proverbs. <laughs> I mean, they must have been doing something because they, they're sitting out there with the right attitude, right? And, and looking and saying, hey, how are we going to survive? Let's go out here and take a chance. And they go out there. And initially, they're just like anybody else. They go out there and see all the stuff and everybody's gone and, and they're going from plant to, to place to place to place and eating and, and pigging out. Man, they're probably all got big fat bellies and drinking lattes and, and all this other stuff. Man, they got this, the espresso machines working and everything's out there. Just write what they want. And something in the middle of the night made everybody leave. That's your God. You know how you learn how to trust God? You just take things one moment at a time. And when he opens the door, guess what? You will know that door is there. It'll be the only door you can go through. They knew, they eliminated, they had three doors. They played like, let's make a deal. They knew the three doors they had in front of them. Door number one, door number two, and door number three. And they don't want door number one because they knew what was behind it. And they always show you what's behind door number one. I don't want door number one. But if you take door number one, you have, and then they'll show you what's behind door number two. And they never show you what's behind it. you got to make a decision. Am I going, no, you go try the thing. They go out there. Here's all the riches and all the wealth and everything else out there. But because their hearts were what they should be, the moment they got over the, the initial shock of what was happening to them, they realized that we don't do good today. That's in the passage. You ought to read the rest of the passage. I'm going to let it go for that. They said, we got to go back and tell our brethren. And four leprous men saved an entire city. Four men that you would have thought were useless. Four men that had no future. Four men that sit outside the gate and no, nobody even gave them the time of day. You know what four men did? Amongst themselves, he says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst. These two guys, these four guys got together and they started thinking and they go out there and by the end of the day, they come back, and they tell the people in the city, and you can read the rest of the story, they tell the people in the city what went on out there, and they don't believe the word of God. And then they want to send people out to verify that this is really what's happening. And they go out there and come back and say, this is what's happening. And the four leprous men never get any credit. They never get, but the Lord gave them credit. They never get any accolades. They were still probably not allowed to be in the city. They probably had their own little uh, place out there, cantina and everything out there with all the money they got from the Syrians that they already stashed away. So they had like leprous village or whatever, what they ever wanted to do. But, but these guys did exactly what? In 2023, you know what you need to do? You need to have a plan what you're going to do. You need to, you need to have a thought. What am I going to do in 20? Lord, if I do what the world wants me to do, it won't work. 
if I do just sit here and die. Sitting in Anchor Baptist Church is not the answer if you're not going to do nothing. Anchor Baptist Church, church, if all we're going to do is sit here for a year, then we're, all we're doing is taking up heat and space and light. What are we going to do? We're going to have to do something. I want to still put a mark on this planet. I want this planet. We have a camp, but the camp isn't all we should do. We should do a whole lot more than just the camp. I, I enjoy working with young people. But young people, we, you're going to turn old one day. And the question is, are you going to still be here? When God gets ready to use you and you're outside the camp and you're leprous and you're just all messed up and you don't think God can use you and he says, hey, let's go do this thing. And you go do that thing and you watch the hand of God. I still think God can move. I don't care what I see in this world. I could care less. I still think the hand of God can move. I still think he can move in your lives. It's not just the preacher or the evangelist or the missionaries or whoever. Uh, Brother Chris Rue is going to be preaching Sunday morning. It's not just the missionaries or the evangelists or the, the, uh, the, the preachers. It's not just them guys who get everything. When I was in the Navy, I was out on the streets. I wasn't a preacher. I was just out on the streets passing gospel tracts out, telling people about Jesus Christ, having fun. And all of a sudden, a whole bunch of us get together, and we're all just having fun and going out and doing stuff, and you learn stuff. I had one guy one time say, hey, let's go to the mall. We used to go to the mall and around the parking lot. Said, Let me ask you a question. Has any of you young guys ever tried this? We'd go to the mall, like Beaver Creek Mall, and we'd start on one side. We'd take thousands and hundreds of thousands, millions, trillions. No, we had about 10, 20,000 tracks. Uh, fellowship tracks all stamped. And we'd start at one side of the mall, and we'd track every car in that mall. And when we seen the security people come with the little yellow lights, we'd all go in the mall. We had a plan. We had plans. We knew exactly what to do. And we'd go in the mall, and we'd stand at the doors and watch the security guards go by in their little cars, and then we'd go back out and start all the way around. And we'd do the whole mall. I was at a trailer one night at our house, and I had about 14, 15 guys standing there. I mean, they were there all the time. And this one guy said, hey, Mike, can you take me out to the mall and drop me off and come back and get me later? I'm like, are you out of your stinking mind? If I, if I take you and drop you off and leave, I'm going to get hit by a Mack truck and get killed. I said, what do you mean drop you off? You know what that is? That's iron sharper than iron. That guy's not, not anywhere around today. He's not in church anywhere. There's not a spiritual bone in that guy. And you say, what, what happened? Something. Something stopped him. I remember meeting him on a ship one day. He stole one of my Dr. Rutman books. Off my bed. Him and another black guy, man, they were over there reading my Dr. Rutman books. And I thought, what are you doing stealing my Dr. Everybody hates Dr. Rutman. What? On a ship. What are you stealing my Dr. Rutman book for? It was like Revelation or Matthew or something. And uh, I went over and got it back. I was going to beat him up and take it back because I'm the spiritual kind of guy. <laughs> and I met him, and, and this is the guy who put me under conviction. He's not here no more. You know what it is? He, he, he lost track, and he started looking at the world and the system, and something tore him up, and he got defeated and never understood how to come out of that thing. Brethren, you serve, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I'm telling you, we serve 2023, we're going to serve a risen Savior. And I know, I know, I know he's with me all the time. And all I got to do is just keep going and keep going and keep going. And the world's going to say, oh, you need to do this and you need to do this. And, you need, and yeah, you do. You need to get a job. You need to pay taxes. You need to do all the stuff that they tell you to do. 
but don't become part of that. And don't look at that as your solution. Your solution is going to be out here somewhere one of these days, and the Lord's going to drop something on you, or may never drop nothing on you. He may use you to do something small. He may use you to do something great. You know what you always got to be is ready to take it. You know, these lepers were right in the right spot at the right time to do the right thing, and they saved an entire city. And Elisha was there telling them this is what's going to happen. Elisha knew that tomorrow this was going to happen. He could have said, those four guys outside the gate here, those four guys are going to go out and they're going to find everything. As a matter of fact, we don't even need those four guys. I'm going to tell you all how to do it. He didn't do that. Elisha knew exactly what was going to happen, never said a word, except tomorrow this is going to happen. You're going to see it happen. God wanted to use those four lepers. God wants to use you. God wants to use me. He doesn't want always the, the prophet to do everything. He actually wants the lepers to do it. You know what he wants you to do? Is to do it. But you got to get to a place sometimes where you realize, I'm out of my realm, and I cannot survive here. And the Lord says, you're absolutely right. Come and follow me. I like that verse over in New Testament where he says, let me go bury my father. And he says, let the dead bury the dead. You know, one of the hardest things you'll ever do is let the world go. You will either follow Jesus because he is Jesus, or you won't follow him at all. The Lord knew that, and I know that. People don't know that. They think, oh, well, you just got to love, love, love. No, you're going to follow Jesus because you want to follow Jesus, or you don't. Do you want to follow him? 2023 is coming up. Do you want to follow him or not? Father, thank you for your blessings tonight. Thank you for those lepers. Lord, what a blessing those, those men were. And Lord, uh, one day they all died. And Lord, they took their last breath. And the moment they did, they were in Abraham's bosom. And Lord, uh, I believe all four of those men are there today. I believe they're in heaven today. They're not lepers no more. And Lord, when we get to heaven, uh, that story is going to be told over and over for all eternity. And Lord, thank you that these men had the determination to, to do the right thing. Lord, in the end, it showed that they did the right thing. But, Lord, they had to plan and think about that thing all the way through. It's a lesson for us that, Lord, help us to see that. This world has is not our home. And we are just a passing through. Lord, uh, help us to see that, understand it. 2023 is coming, Lord. Help us to get that in our minds. Uh, that we got another year, uh, Lord, if you do not come back. Uh, we'll be doing this next year, 2024. And, Lord, uh, we'll keep doing it until the day you come back. And one of these days, Lord, you're either going to come back and we're going to take our last breath or you're going to come back and get us. And Lord, we're going to go out of this place. But until then, Lord, help us to realize that uh, we're like those four leprous men. And Lord, we always have to be waiting for the door to open, that you open and clearly open and set in front of us. And Lord, help us to have the wisdom to walk through it. Again, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the blessing. Bless the meeting as it gets ready to start on Sunday. Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. And I don't have a prayer.